Welcome to today's edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. We're glad that you're with us today, and I want to encourage you to share this podcast, the Daily in the Word podcast, with your friends and family, on social media, any way that you can to help the podcast to grow. The only way this podcast is able to stay on the air and to keep going is that we have people who are participating in the podcast and listening and sharing, and we'd certainly love it if you would be willing to share this podcast with those around you. With that in mind, let's go ahead and begin reading today. We're in Genesis chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down. And on the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month, And on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After forty days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. He then sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground, but the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. By the first day, Of the first month of Noah's six hundredth and first year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the twenty-seventh day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out, together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land, came out of the ark one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and Taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night will never cease. Noah and his family and all the animals were on the ark for quite a long period of time. 
The rain poured down and came up from the deep for 40 days and 40 nights, but the surface remained covered with water for a full 150 days. And even after that, the waters began to recede, but that doesn't mean that they were on dry ground yet. In total, Noah and his family and all the animals on the ark were there for just over a year, 377 days they were on the ark before God bid them to come out. Verse 16, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. And that's when they finally got to be able to come out of the ark. So they were quite a time in the ark before they were able to come out. Again, the animals, I'm thinking that God caused them to hibernate or rest. Certainly there was plenty of food and water on the ark for the animals, but if many of them were hibernating, then they wouldn't need nearly as much food. And again, it's no big deal for us to believe that God could cause them to hibernate or to stay asleep for that period of time because God is God and God just by speaking can create the world and all that is in it. So it's no big deal for God to do this. The same thing when they came off of the ark, all of these animals came off the ark and then were able to go their own way and then begin to procreate and fill the earth just as they had done back at the beginning with Adam and Eve. Now, in verse 4, it talks about how the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. No one really knows where this is on the earth. There is some study uh, from Assyrian culture, and you have to remember that every ancient culture has some sort of flood story in their history. That certainly would make sense, that they would have that as a part of their ancient history. In that history from Assyria, we find out that Ararat perhaps could be in the current day mountains of eastern Turkey. But there's no real solid evidence of that. There's just that hint in that history that lets us know that perhaps that's where it's at. Otherwise, I believe the Lord has kept that hidden from us. But wherever it came to rest, it was in a mountainous area. Noah and his family had to wait for the ground to dry up, and Noah opened a window and let out a raven And then, finally, he let out a dove. The dove came back because there was no place for him to rest. That's one of the themes in this chapter, is that the ark came to rest. The dove rested, all of that, waiting seven more days. And again, he sends the dove from the ark. And then the dove came back with a freshly plucked olive leaf. Imagine the joy that they had when that occurred. Again, waiting seven more days, and the dove does not come back this time. In Noah's 601st year, the water dries up enough that Noah is able to remove the covering from the ark and see more of the dry ground, and God then says to Noah, okay, it's time, come on out of the ark. You and your wife, your sons and their wives, all the living creatures, come on out and go and begin to fill the land once again and be stewards over the land once again. It's basically a starting over, just like with Adam and Eve at the original creation. Here they come out 
to a freshly restored land. All of the sin had been wiped away. All that would be remaining would be the future sin of Noah and his family. And we know how the story works out. We know that sin will again be on the increase. All of that will not get resolved until the coming of the Redeemer, the one promised back in Genesis chapter 3, the one who would be born of of a woman's seed, that is, Jesus the Christ. So Noah comes out of the ark and builds an altar. We have to again remember that God's people are worshiping creatures. We want to worship. Either we will worship the one true God or we will worship something else, something of our own creation, something that is created. Why would we do that? We have a creator. He is the one who has created us, created all that we see around us. So Noah does what comes naturally. He worships, and he worships the one true God by offering these burnt sacrifices, and he offers them to the Lord. And the Lord accepts this sacrifice. As he did Abel's sacrifice, the Lord smells this aroma, and the Lord begins to make a promise. Never again will I curse the ground because of humans. Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, that hasn't changed. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. And then this little bit of poetry in verse 22, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Lord, we thank you for this promise. And even though we look at our own culture and we see that every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood— Just as what you said in this passage, it's true in our generation as well. And Lord, we grieve over the sin that is so rampant in our world. And yet, Lord, we recognize that we have our own sinful hearts to deal with. We know that we still sin. We still, even though we have been redeemed, even though we have been saved, we have trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, we still too often return to sin. Why? May we not take sin so lightly. May we not treat it so trivially. May we be serious when it comes to repentance from sin. And Lord, may we trust you all the more. Because I believe, Lord, that as we trust you the more, we will recognize the emptiness of sin, that it is void of any real lasting satisfaction. Lord, help us to see the hook that comes along with the temptation of sin and to remember that sin always, always leads to death. May we recognize that, and may we abandon our own desires for sin and instead pursue you, pursue your righteousness and holiness, and to trust you all the more. Lord, thank you so much for providing salvation to us through Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you, and we praise you, and we ask, Lord, that we would be faithful in sharing this message with those who need to hear it. And we ask all of it 
In your Son's precious name, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening today on Daily in the Word. And again, I do pray that you'd be willing to share this podcast with people in your life. Help them to come along and join us for this journey as we make our way through the book of Genesis. And we have already seasons completed in the Gospel of John and the book of Philippians. Now we are making our way through Genesis, and I pray that this ministry and this podcast will be a blessing to many more along the way as we continue to provide these for the benefit of people who want to read and understand the Bible for themselves. So again, thank you for listening. We'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. And in the meantime, until we see you again, have a great day. Take care.